You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit with your host, Alicia McCormack. Got a question? Visit thebridechilla.com to leave Alicia a voicemail and grab your bride chilla, groom chilla, and maid chilla merch. They're awesome. We are winging it here on the Bride Chiller Podcast. This is when I do my best work, when I just make stuff up as I go along. I think the people, I know the people that we are going to be joined by, joined with today, lovely Sean and Erica Miller from Young, Hip and Married. They're in control. They know what they're doing. We are talking all about keeping the love alive post-wedding. Welcome, Sean and Erica. Thanks for having us. Thank you. <laughs> That was my best commercial radio, keeping the love alive. You know those after 10 radio shows that are always like, and Sally wants to send his her love to Jonathan, and then Jonathan never hears it. He's like, oh, yeah, go that, away, Sally. That nice radio voice, <laughs> keeping the love alive, was shocking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like the evening that you listen to. Yeah, 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 good. I love this already. Uh, now, Sean and Eric, we must explain who you are and where you're from. I did say young, hip and married, but that didn't really give any context to your business or existence. So let's. We, people may have met you before, Sean, on this show via the airwaves. Uh, you were featured in episode 300 where we talked about uh, weddings, you being a celebrant, uh, vice versa, vice versa, vice versa. doesn't make any sense. Um, what are you guys up to? What do you do? Let's get to know you. All right. Well, I'm going to let my beautiful wife go first. Oh, good. To, to put her on the spot. Oh, it's her favorite thank thing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know um, well, my name is Erica. And along with being a part of Young, Hip, and Married, I am a photographer. Uh, my company is Erica Miller Photography. And alongside being uh, married to this fabulous man, Sean, for the last 13 and a half years, uh, mom of four, uh, and Yes, rocking it, rocking life. Love it, love it. You got a lot of things going on, lady. Yeah, <laughs> she does an amazing job. Uh, you know, keeping all the balls in the air. She does it very effortlessly, which is oh, always impressive. That's very nice. I was going to say, you sound very calm for a mother of four, a business owner, a dual business owner, and uh, you know, keeping the love alive, as we like to say. There's a lot going on. I love that. Welcome, Erica. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, and my name is Sean Miller, husband to the beautiful Erica, and one of the founders of Young Hippie Married, along with my along with Erica. And uh, <laughs> yes. we do wedding officiating, also known as celebrancy work, depending on where you listen from. You know, that funny looking guy normally who stands at the front and gets you married. Uh, that's part <laughs> of what Young Hippie Married does. And we focus primarily on storytelling, right? So often at weddings, couples get talked at. Um, they don't get mm. talked about, especially when it comes to the ceremony side of things. So think about when we do a wedding, much less advice giving, much more storytelling, much more engaging, totally customized, written to, you know, fit our couple's values and belief system so that their ceremony is a celebration of who they mm. are, where they've been and where they're going. Not the cliche vows and standards that, you know, we've all been to, you know, a few oh, hundred, boy. depending on how many weddings you've been to. <laughs> yeah. And then the other side of Young Hip and Married, we do relationship enrichment work. So uh, coaching and counseling and uh, live events. And we are really big on supporting couples, mm -hmm. uh, not just while they're getting married and but also after they get married and through the rest of their life, hopefully. Yeah. Which is the big important part. As much as I love talking about weddings, I feel like it's the next, I don't know, 
two to 50 years that could yeah. happen. <laughs> Absolutely. I know. It's... Or first day after the wedding, right? Yeah. We're like, yes, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> when, when we started doing weddings, we, we started, we're like, oh, let's do some wedding shows, right? And we would go under these shows and we were like the kind of the anti-wedding show booth. We didn't really fit in that well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we had a big sign at one of our shows that said, uh, how much are you spending on your wedding? Uh, how much are you spending on your marriage? Like huge sign. <laughs> and uh, they made us take it down within like 15 minutes of being there. What? I, well, I think what? it was the size of the sign that was the I issue. I think it was the content. Or maybe it was the content. That was their excuse maybe. saying it was too big. Uh, what jerks? What nearsighted jerks, can I just say? No. Well, you know, we've done okay. We, yeah. we, were, we were being a little bit pesky, perhaps, but that was kind of our <laughs> angle, right? Oh, I love pesky. Pesky's my business. I think that's uh, that's how it should be. And, and I do think that a lot of the wedding industry doesn't really give a shit about the next day after the wedding, so I think this is nice that you actually do it's great weddings are amazing they're incredible you know you think about you know people who get married you know couples it's like that's the one day in their life where they have all their favorite people together in a single place with a sole purpose that's an incredible experience to have Mm -hmm. um and we want to celebrate that but we also want to celebrate you know what's to come and what's next and you know life is so much more than just that wedding day so we we celebrate weddings we absolutely love them um, but we we really love uh, healthy relationships as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep, and absolutely. I do. I do love uh, Erica. When I spoke to Sean last time, I just got a vibe that you guys were my sort of people ofs. Um, but it was I just got such joy when he talked about you and your relationship, and also <laughs> how much you know. And you can hear it when obviously talking to you guys now. But how much focus that you over the last thirteen years have had on developing your relationship. And I think that's really nice that you've then turned this into something that can help other people. And um, I really am happy to be talking with you both today and and learning a little bit about how you work as a couple, but also how you work with other couples to really make sure that their relationships are maturing and developing. And one thing I think a lot of people underestimate is how much we change as people as our relationships go, because we're all individual people and shit goes down and we have career changes and we decide we love one thing and not the other. And mm-hmm. it's a real journey. And I think a lot of people underestimate how hardcore that journey can be. And it can't always be, you know, sunshines and roses. Uh, so talk to me a little bit about how you guys work together, both at home and, and in the business, and then how that translates into helping other couples. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say, first and foremost, we're always a team. So like, we just make sure that we are working together. Um, and whether that is helping each other out in the morning, getting the kids ready for breakfast, asking for what we need. Um, we just always make sure that we are on the same page, whether that means we are disagreeing, like agreeing to disagree in certain areas, but, um, really having each other's backs. And so, um, I would say that we, we function so well together. Um, and we really try to encourage each other's, um, strengths. And so with that, it just helps out with the family, with the kids, with making sure that we are, um, together and focusing on each other and asking for, um, like really helping to meet each other's needs, but bringing each other out, um, and encouraging one another. Mm-hmm. One of the agreements we made early on 
in our relationship, even possibly like before was, we got married. It, oh, it was definitely while we but were But it was dating. this kind of agreement that when you're in love and, and you love someone, the love needs to be um, given without attachment. Mm-hmm. And by, by without attachment, I mean, you know, you're going to love this person and you're going to make a commitment to love them regardless of kind of what you uh, get back. And when mm-hmm. you have two people that kind of make that commitment together, um, you do away with a lot of the scorekeeping and a lot of the, well, you did this and I did that. And which, you know, as we all know, is like the downfall of a relationship. Yeah. You kind of start keeping score in your head. It's amazing how that scoreboard comes up when the littlest things happen or you get a little bit annoyed or having a bad day at work. And and so we that's a conversation that we've had from the beginning, but it's a conversation that we still continue to have mm-hmm. because, you know, that's a lifelong skill, learning to love without attachment. And it all kind of depends on, you know, the day and the mood and what's going on and, and what where's your state at. You know, we don't do it well all the time, yeah, no. <laughs> but our but our commitment to each other is like, how do I how do I make Erica's life? better and how do I help her become the best version of herself and she has the same commitment towards me and when we're leaning into that and trusting that um, it brings a lot of life to the relationship because my focus is off of myself and it's on how do I enhance her life and and trusting her that she has the same focus for me mm-hmm. like it really is a beautiful dance um, and it's one that gives and takes right like it well ebbs and flows maybe gives mm. and takes I don't know but if that's the right word but yeah sometimes she sometimes, leads and sometimes i lead and sometimes we step on each other's feet and, <laughs> you know we gotta wait for the next song to come on because we've been through seasons of life of being broke and having kids and failed businesses and successful businesses and family drama like all that sort of stuff plays into it mm-hmm. yeah that's a good way to describe it seasons of life that was a very nice uh succinct way than my four minute explanation <laughs> Well, and then I think because we're so in tune with each other, you can tell when there's those moments where, when it's off, when it's, um, you know, you can kind of guess what the other person needs before they even say anything. Like you don't even have to ask. You just know that, that there's something that's not being met or that, um, you know, even, you know, there's probably times where Sean can even tell that I am totally keeping score in my head and it's something over something so stupid, like taking out the garbage or, or whatever it is. But, um, you know, and, and, and so you could just call each other on it and it doesn't have to be this big, huge ordeal. You can just call it out, say it what it is and then move through it and kind of laugh about it uh, and then keep going. Yeah, that's a good advice because I think the calling out without it becoming a big deal and turning into some sort of, you know, huge issue, like a, a fight or whatever you, whatever people want to call yeah. their arguments or, you know, it, or storing it because I feel like the worst thing is I know with me, if I, I'm like, oh, do I bring this up? Is it worth, who, can I be fucked with having a discussion? And then, you know, there's darkness in the room. But then also I know if I don't say something, it sits inside me and just eats away at me and becomes a lot worse down the track. So it's great that you acknowledge that. And it is, it is probably just coming to that sort of, uh, not agreement, but coming to that understanding that if you just have a discussion and go, listen, that really, when you did that this morning, I just feel like it could have been, you could have been a bit more mindful or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a lot better. It's a lot better. Mm-hmm. And one, it, one of the certain. things we have, one of the rules we have in our relationship is we just call it, we call it a, just because you feel it doesn't mean it's true. <laughs> and and it's, it's really true because, you know, Erica can do something, behave in a certain way or act in a certain way or take a certain action and it can make me feel say uh disrespected so i feel like she doesn't respect me 
because of an action. And so, you know, early in our relationship, I, you know, I might be pissed or upset about him. Like, you don't respect me, which is what we call mind reading because I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to read her mind saying you don't respect me. Whereas what we learned through our training is when you say, well, when you did this, it made me feel like you didn't respect me. Mm-hmm. Is, is that true? So you're, you're owning your own emotional states. And I think that's really important in a relationship mm-hmm. is to own what you're feeling and assume the best of your partner. And so what we've learned to do is when a negative feeling comes up or a suffering feeling, as we like to call it, naming that, but owning it. This is my feeling. When you did this, it made me feel like this way. So that's, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't necessarily mean that it's true. No. And and then giving your partner an opportunity to respond to how you're feeling. And the the appropriate response always when, (laughs) when your spouse or your partner is hurting is, care and concern, you know, they may not be right, but if they're having that feeling, it's your job as their partner to, to care about how they're feeling. Can we do a hypothetical with you guys, please? Let's do okay, it. Let's sure. go through just so everyone so, can hear. You want to okay. go? Um, like, what do you mean? Do you want me to? You want to express how you're feeling to me? Mm. <laughs> how, how You can go, you go. Cause I can't think of anything. What, right what's up. something that what's Sean, what's something that Eric has done lately or Erica, what's something that Sean has done lately? Yeah, that so, you're like, Okay, so, come on. Erica, when you, when you left all your crap in my car, uh, it made me feel like you didn't respect my space or my car. Okay, hold on. I should not be laughing right now. <laughs> so should I. Do you know what? Although there are times when I definitely laugh and I might be like, really? Like, I am so sorry. Like, I didn't realize how much that meant to you. And I'm really sorry for, I'm, I'm really sorry for leaving all of my crap in your car. I... I I was not being respectful, uh, and I'm really sorry. That's okay. Just don't do it again, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like another one might even like something a little bit more easy or different is like Sean can even talk to me in a tone of voice mm-hmm. that I'm like, I, I feel like he's like fighting, and he's like, no, I'm just like, so, like I could be intense, right? So I could be intense <laughs> at work, or like, you know, <laughs> up, you know, passionate about something or frustrated about something, and so you know, I'm expressive. And so that'll sometimes come out in the way that I talk. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, and so I would be like, honey, when you speak to me in that tone, it really makes me feel like you are really angry <laughs> with me. And I feel like, like this small, I feel really small Yeah. when yeah. you talk to me that way. And so in the past, I might've jumped all over that, but you know, <laughs> it, I think what would I've learned to do is be like, okay, babe, I'm sorry. You know, I'm I'm not upset with you. I'm not mad at you. I'm just pretty fired up about this, or I'm frustrated about it, and um, I want to express myself. So I'm I'm sorry you feel that way. That's not not true at all. Is there something, Is there something thirteen years 13 into your relationship, what that you still fight about the same fight over and over again? Oh, yes. The, the context for Eric and I, which we're polar, we're very similar, but we're different in a lot of ways. So she's amazingly present. So people who meet Erica are like. You know, she's so relaxed. She's got four kids, this big business. Like, she's so chill. Like, does she ever get upset about anything? (laughs) Like, she's just ultimately super, super chill. Well, me, I am like to be very productive. So I'm like, I'm passionate, productive. Like, I like to get things done. I like things systematized, organized. Well, those are two highly different personalities. So most of our arguments are, are, are somewhere around the lines of like, I want her to be more productive or take more action in a certain area or stick to a more rigid schedule. And she wants me to be more chilled out, like work (laughs) a little bit less, like care a little bit less about if the house is messy or, you know, it's, 
and our fights typically revolve around those things. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's definitely it. (laughs) I really love talking with Sean and Erica. They keep it real. And I think the focus on relationships is something we should all be thinking about more. I'm married and I need to think about it more often sometimes. got some great offers and special deals coming up at this very moment listen to them enjoy them purchase them if you want to and support the bride chiller podcast tell me a little bit about you mentioned off air i have to say off air like we're again back to radio professional you mentioned that you were <laughs> stop doing weird voices Alicia. it's creepy and i'm whispering quite close to the microphone sorry i appreciate it <laughs> I think sometimes my listeners are like, what the fuck is she on? Um, what you mentioned off air that you might potentially be going on a trip. Talk to me through, talk to me through, that doesn't make any sense. Talk me through this thought process because you guys are quite established, I want to say, in your business and your life. And I love that with four kids, you're considering maybe taking off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've had a dream. I think from before we even had kids. Oh, yeah, for sure. Before we had kids. You know, about taking our children um, and giving them the gift of travel at a young age. And um, so we had this dream. Like, well, one, one day we're going to travel around the world with our kids. And we never knew how it was going to happen mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. you know, we never got caught up in the tyranny of how. It was mm-hmm. more like, we're going to do this and mm-hmm. we're going to kind of figure it out. And mm-hmm. so we've slowly, it's been on the back burner and we talk about it and we dream about yeah. it, but we've, Oops, sorry. pardon me. Um, and so we've decided that in June of 2019, we are going to uh, be taking our kids on a round the world journey. <laughs> yeah. We, we always kind of envisioned it to be as teenagers, but then when you kind of, when we figured out the logistics of, you know, four kids, it it just the timing doesn't seem as great as um, when they're younger and like kind of going into the teen years like really building us I mean our family is very tight a very tight unit but to even have it become that much more as our kids go into the teenage years um, just think is going to be even more special yeah so the kids will be 11 9 7 and 5 yeah wow what an adventure and how long will you go mm-hmm. away for? We're planning on a year, mm-hmm. but like any good trip, you know, we know um, <laughs> it's an adventure and nothing goes as planned on an adventure. And so we're holding it open-handedly. We decided that we're not going to buy an around-the-world ticket. We're going to just buy legs as we go. And good. if we absolutely hate it and we're miserable, we'll come home. And if we absolutely love it and we're, you know, living life large, then maybe we'll stay out longer. So, um we're just going to give it a shot and, and hold it pretty open-handedly. But the intention is to take a year. Yes. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm picturing the Griswold Millers. <laughs> yeah, hopefully a little I'm more like, functional. I'm like, not crazy <laughs> and wild and not so many ordeals. <laughs> you know, like the, the, I always think about, you know, Clark and I've forgotten his wife's name. Oh, my gosh. How did I get her name? Uh, what is her name? Oh, my. It's always just Clark. Oh, come on, Clark. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was going to – Audrey's the daughter. daughter. No, oh. Okay, yeah, no. Well, let's. I will Google as we talk, but I always think about them as, you know, he's the dreamer going, I can do anything. And she's always just – put. she sort of puts up with it, but then also eventually says, come on, stop it, let's go. Um, <laughs> I think travel is wonderful, and I think it is 
a fantastic couple goal that a lot of people never ever partake in. And it makes me sad that uh, people sometimes don't step outside their comfort zone. Or if one partner really wants to travel and the other one's like, you know, just wants to stay in their home state, which is totally cool. But also I feel like there's a lot of the world that uh, you can learn a lot from. And also traveling with someone, you know, even before you uh, get married, you want you know if you fucking hate them or not two days into it. Yeah. You know, one of the pieces of advice I would give to couples um, and I think one of the things that really helps do, do keep the love alive is to continue to dream as a couple. Yes, dream good. Dream about the life you want to build, dream about what you want to experience, dream about the type of kids you want to raise and um, how you want your family to be. And, I, you know, a lot of times couples get caught up in what we call the tyranny of how. Mm-hmm. And really what that means is most of the time when you set a goal, your brain will automatically go to how. Well, how am I going to make this happen? How is this going to work? Mm-hmm. But the problem is that you may not know how, but when you build a big enough why, when you build a big enough reason, when you dream in, into it enough, and you may dream into it for two, three, four years, we're going to make this happen. And then all of a sudden, as soon as that why becomes powerful enough and you you actually believe it's going to happen, your brain comes up with resources, skills, abilities that, that weren't available to it before. Mm. Because how can crush a dream right away? We all have those friends when we say, hey, I'm going to do this. And like, well, how are you going to do that? Like, what about this? What about this? What about this? Yeah. So you want to protect those dreams at first. And within your relationship, you want to build up like why it would be amazing. So we literally talked about this for like 10 years. Like from the time we got married, hey, we're going to do this trip. We're going to, and we never could know. And as you know, as our first business was closing down and we had no money and I was working at a bank, miserable. It's like, we still talked about one day we're going to do this. One day we're going to do this. We dreamed into it. And I tell you, it's like you focus on something enough and how amazing it'll be. You will come up with a way to make it happen. And I feel like that's what's happened for us. And this, this is a huge dream that we've had and it's slowly becoming a reality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we've been very intentional about encouraging one another to dream and to dream, not big. just dream, but dream really big, <laughs> really big, like crazy off the charts big, um, which is a real beautiful thing. If you take away, you know, any um, any possible reasons for it to go to not happen, then it it really is it, it you can step into it. You can really step into it. I'm so glad you mentioned this because Rich and I have this thing at home and I'm probably a little bit more of a, we could do anything. And then sometimes he's like, hey, hey, I agree, but let's just uh, cool your boots a little bit. But um, I think there's a game with, if you do any impro- improvisation, uh, there's a yes and, and it's a game where you're not allowed to say no. And if someone will come in and um, as you're doing the, the task, you'll give them, uh, and then we're, now we're going to a circus. Yes. And there's a monkey. Great. Yes. And he's about to jump off the side of the building. So there's, there's a, there's a no nos in this business. And we have a bit of a yes and uh, philosophy in our relationship when it comes to goals and hearing each other out. And I think you've perfectly uh, described it in your relationship as well. And I think it's so healthy and it's so sad when you come across people that are, um, and I've been in this relationship before where, where someone stifles someone else's goals and passions and dreams. And you can see it when you meet people and you're like, but Brenda loves singing, but Tom fucking hates it. So it's, she's never going to sing again. Um, and it, it's sort of sad because I think when you find your other person, that person should be someone that really believes in you and also that 
you can build each other up to do whatever the hell it is you want to do. So I think we forget that sometimes and it's really nice that you mentioned that and also that you're living it, you know, it's it's a great example of what you can do. Look, it's mm-hmm. where, the juice of life comes, where the juice of life comes from. Yes. Like we don't want to just like, yeah, that's, you know, we want to grow as, as a couple and as a family. And so that's important is to dream and to dream big. That's it's super exciting mm-hmm. and fun. And something that we're building into our kids now. Right. Yeah. And so letting them dream, let them go crazy. And um, yeah, it's really cool to watch and to see them come to life when they are talking about their big dreams. Yeah. Kids need to be encouraged to have passions and uh, I think they need to be allowed to do that. My, I think I was I was raised in a way that my parents were so nonchalant uh, to the point potentially it wasn't great parenting, but also that I was, you know, I wanted to do stand-up comedy and I wanted to act and I wanted to bloody learn to scuba dive and they were just like, okay, go and do it. You can do it. And they were casual in there, especially my dad. But I remember him, I remember saying a few years ago, Dad, you didn't ever, st- I didn't really have any rules or boundaries. And he's like, I knew you'd, you'd do the right thing and you, you've achieved all this stuff and there was no one there to tell you not to. So why wouldn't you do it? And I always thought, okay, potentially you wouldn't be writing a book about the parenting, the parenting methods of my parents, but also, I had a lot of friends whose parents were like, you know, you've got to go and study, you've got to go and do this, and they never did anything exciting. I, I always think about that and go, well, you got to have a bit of freedom and 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 encourage passion as well. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely, it's super mm. important. Yeah, I just wonder. I mean, where where the fuck was I in my teen years? I don't know, but I'm here now, so it doesn't really matter. I survived. <laughs> Oh dear. Um, that's another podcast. Nothing bad, yeah. everyone. I wasn't doing heroin or anything. It wasn't bad. I just did whatever I wanted. Um, let's go, let's pivot now away from my weird childhood. Um, let's pivot to the business. <laughs> no one needs this. To the business. And last time, Sean, uh, if people want to go back and listen, I've replayed your episode. It was very popular and I recently replayed it as episode 300 of the Bride Chiller podcast. And, and you did talk a lot about, um, about the wonderful work that you both do, uh, with young, hip and married. And as you said at the top of the show, that it's all about creating wedding services, ceremonies that are meaningful and not just people going, I stand here in front of you to do blah. And everyone's like snoring. Um, you're expanding the business, which is very exciting. Tell us, please tell us. Yes, it's super exciting. Well, what we realized is that we wanted to be able to reach more people. And as much as we do this to make a living, it's actually really what we're passionate about. Mm -hmm. And so we've decided to move or open up a division of our young people married down in the United States of America. And so we have have launched in California, LA officially, um, as of beginning of January. And we have plans to kind of go up and down the West Coast this year and um, hopefully bump over to the East Coast uh, next year. And I'll really be able to offer our services to couples that want an individual alongside them. You know, we're training all our officiants from scratch in, in the methodology of Young Hipper Married and how to create life-giving ceremonies for our couples. And so it's very, very exciting for us. You know, just even as a, as a market standpoint, I think there's around 35 million people in total in all of Canada, maybe a little bit more now. Uh, you know, there's there's almost twice as many as that in the state of California. So wow. just the amount of people, the amount of people we're going to be able to meet, you know, 
uh, meet and the needs we're going to be able to service is really exciting for us. Mm-hmm. That's really good news and also great news because a lot I've got a lot of listeners in America who would love to talk to you. I have no doubt about this. Tell me uh, a little bit about your celebrants as well. What are their? How does it all work when people come and meet you and, and your team? What's the sort of stage that they should be getting in touch with you? Um, you know, timelines and what sort of information do they need to have? How does it all work? Yeah, great question. So I think couples, when they want to get in touch with us, they need to have a wedding date and a venue in mind. You know, that's pretty much the things. Like if someone calls us and they don't have a date or a venue, it's we really can't go anywhere mm. with them because we book up quite fast. We sell out most popular days in the summer. And so it's hard to hold a date and time unless we know exactly what's going on. So that would be the stage that someone would come and meet with us. And the ideal couple for us would be someone who is looking to have a different type of experience from their ceremony. You know, if couples hop online, you can look at the reviews for Young, Hip and Married, and every couple says something a little bit different. But the essence of what they're saying is they just didn't know a ceremony could be what it could be. Mm. You know, the experience they had, they didn't even know that existed. And so couples that want to have that type of experience where their officiant, their celebrant um, takes care of them, dives into the pockets and the story of their relationship and crafts a beautiful story um, and shares it with their closest friend and family, you know, those are the type of couples that would want to work with us. Or even couples that are just curious, you know, we'll meet with you, no cost, you know, answer all your questions. Um, if, if you're just, if this sounds interesting or intriguing to you, you know, shoot us an email, fill in a contact form. We'd love to have a chat with you and see if we might be a right fit. Our services definitely aren't for everybody. Um, but I can say without, you know, shadow of a doubt, people that have used our services are absolutely floored. And a lot of times the feedback that we get back from the couples are that, um, their guests thought that the officiant was a best friend or a, hmm. a family member or something because they, they hit on all the intimate points and, and are just so friendly and loving and everything so that it's a real, I don't know, it's a real compliment. That is such a huge compliment. And, and I just want to remind listeners that to me, you know, all the weddings I've been to that have been memorable have been memorable because the foundations of the wedding was the wedding, the actual commitment of people making and the, the uh, time and effort that has gone into creating a service that is truly the people that they're talking about. It's not just the the stock standard thing. And I sort of feel sad when people just use the the you know the template and don't really take that moment. You know, as you said, it's the sort of one moment in their lives where they can really stand there and go, This is why I dig you and this is why I want to be with you. And it doesn't have to be schmalsy. A lot of people go, Oh, but I don't want to talk about my feelings. And it doesn't have to be like that though, does it? It can be whatever you no. want it to be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Or it can be schmaltzy. As we as we write the ceremony, we also we share it with our couples. So it's like we write something, send it to you, and what do you think? Give us your feedback. Love this. No, this is too sappy. No, don't include this. This is going to offend my mom. I don't want anyone knowing that we met on Tinder. Whatever it might be, <laughs> right? And then we're going to tweak it, and it's not a one time shot. You know, my average couple will do about four to six rounds of edits before they're like really happy with it. But then that's the idea is like you customize everything about your wedding. Let's tell your love story because that, that connects the guests to why they're there. That's the important thing, right? We want to, we want to draw that line of connection. The ceremony is often the first thing that happens in the day. Let's tell everyone why they're there. Let's kick it off in a celebratory fashion in service of 
the reception and the party that's mm-hmm. about to happen. Mm-hmm. Fantastic work, guys. Um, what a pleasure it has been to have two guests for the price of one, which is free. <laughs> and uh, so lovely, Erica, to meet you. And Sean, great to have you back. And I just feel like, I mean, well, we must meet up on your trip. I must meet your yes. crew, yeah, your tribe. Yes. <laughs> I'll take you to a non-grim place in London. And uh, sorry, London. I love you, London. I'm just feeling a bit sad about you at the moment because it's very grey at the moment. <laughs> it's grey over here in BC as well. Fine. Look, spring is coming eventually and we'll all love it again. So that's you, you'll be here and it'll be sunny and you'll go, what is she talking about? She's on drugs. Um <laughs> If people would like to get in touch with you, where shall they go? Yeah, younghippymarried.com. All our information is there. Find us on all the socials, Google+, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, it's uh, just young Very easy to find. You're very and easy to find. for you, Beth? Um, For my photography business, you can find me online at ericamiller.ca or ericamillerphotography on Instagram and uh, Facebook. Sorry, I was like, what's that other name? Um, <laughs> and Twitter, yeah, Photos by Cam. You guys do very good social. I must say, I get stuck in a young, hip, and married world and uh, in a good way. Um, well, I have to give a shout out to our girl, Rihanna. Yeah, she's so great. She's very good. She's our social media maven, and she is an absolute rock star. Well, and I. Such a- I, I was going to say I love it because you see the diversity of your couples and also, you know, these amazing places where people get hitched and where all your people find their way to marry people and that's pretty amazing. So, And I'm just excited about America. I feel like I'm part of this business. I'm excited for you. Hey, absolutely. <laughs> we, yeah. Thank you so much for, you know, for what you're doing. I think our brands are so aligned. Yeah. You know, like the Bride Chilla brand is really just about – helping couples just enjoy their day and chill out and just enjoy the experience. And I think that's such a powerful message that couples need to hear. Like, yes, it's a big celebration, all this sort of stuff, but just yeah, focus on each other. Focus on having a great time. Don't forget about the reasons for the day. Yeah. Yeah. Too right, as we would say in Australia. Thank you so much, Eric and Sean. And uh, I wish you the best and uh, happy travels. Happy travels and happy days. Yeah, you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> the Bride Chilla Podcast. Don't plan your wedding without it. <laughs>